We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Videos are coming out. We've got NFL videos still cranking on FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo. So you'll get access to all of that. You'll get notified when all the videos from Roto-Grinders are coming out. A lot of great stuff there. And if you enjoy the Fantasy Bars, I always say, the tip jar is that thumbs up button, guys. That tells me you're having a good time here in the bar. And hey, that's what we're all about here. So click that thumbs up button. And now, let's take a look at my favorite play on the Wednesday night slate. You know Mass, the beast of the night. Beast time, we attacked that mid-range. We gave you some value at B Elite, so why? So we could spend up at the center position. It's going to be a tough choice tonight. I'm siding with Joel Embiid of the Sixers. Tonight's Beast of the Night. So Embiid head-to-head with Carl Anthony Towns. Going to be must-see TV tonight. And the showdown here, very, very important. Carl Anthony Towns kind of brushed it aside in an interview. But Joel Embiid, one of those guys that takes his stuff personal and is going to want to show out here and show that he is the best center in the league, not the guy everybody's already crowning here in Carl Anthony Towns, who's been phenomenal this season. If you can get both of these guys in the lineup, I don't hate it. I like Carl Anthony Towns. But the main reason I'm going Joel Embiid simple. I think he outproduces him. I think he outplays him here tonight. He's more expensive on DraftKings. That's to push people towards Carl Anthony Towns here. And you're looking at the numbers for Embiid. And again, Towns has been great. This is no downer on Cat. If you want to go that route, have at it. But Embiid, almost two fantasy points per minute so far this season. Usage off the charts as well. Joel Embiid, easily my favorite play on tonight's slate and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up for Wednesday night in the NBA. Any comments, questions, feedback? Guys, that comment section is for you. Make sure you get your beast of the night picks in there as well. But get in there. Let's talk some NBA hoops tonight. You can also follow me on Twitter at BeermakersFan for Rotogrinders.com. I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here tonight, guys. That'll finish us off for NBA for this week. We'll be back with more next week. NFL Six Packs also out shortly, so keep an eye out on that, guys. Thank you for watching, and good luck tonight. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here at Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 520 on the East Coast, 220 in the West Coast, 420 Tennessee time. But of course, make it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Three man booth. We're rolling out on hump day, batting first, leading up. Actually, Kyle's batting first because we'll talk about it in a second as far as Kirk Dees. We're going to be shuffling some usage Kyle's way. Kyle, what's going on, dude? How's, uh, how's Wednesday treating you? Hey, man, it's pretty good. Uh, cold and rainy and so not too fun but you know it's my first time batting leadoff with you normally you put me second so i got the bumps i'm excited yeah and Doug, we're not gonna pull we're not gonna bunt anybody over maybe kirk keys you're not dropping any sacrifice bunts this isn't the world series is it <laughs> it's funny you know you we we go pre-show here you're talking that uh is this your first show when we did a show last week and not only did we do a show last week but you said this same analogy last week about bunting <laughs> did about i really think yes Oh my god! Get I'm it living, together, I, Dean. Get it together. I feel like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day over here, or something like that. But uh, all right, uh, well, we, we'll do better, Kirk Eason. We should tell the people if your if your analysis is lacking to any degree, uh, you're you're you know you don't have you don't have a body part necessarily. You're missing a monitor. I don't know what we so uh, so just yeah, kind of missing an H. I forgot the HDMI cable and uh, where I'm doing the show from, and uh, so I'm have a monitor with a blank screen sitting next to me and I'm working off a laptop, but we'll, we'll get through it. Yeah. We'll power through. We don't have time. I want to have some more pleasantries. Unfortunately, we don't have time for pleasantries because again, the NBA schedule's been rough to start the season, 11 games, three games, 11 games, three games tonight. We're going 11 games once again. Uh, so again, not a lot of time for pleasantries. Pleasantries do want to knock out a couple of things before we get going, break it down game by game. Want to give the shout outs to the people, those that are rocking the RG bags these days. We got to incentivize that. You rock the RG badge. You finish in the top 10 of certain contests. Devin, our fabulous multitasking producer, is dropping that in chat right now. Not just the Rotor Runners chat, but the YouTube chat as well. You guys are watching us on YouTube. Feel free to like and uh, subscribe. We do appreciate that. That does help with the all the analytics. And hey, uh, finish in the top 10 of specific contests throughout the industry. You get yourself one month free of Rotor Runners Premium. Those that have recently signed up and rock the badge. Giving the shout-outs, it's game time, one, two, three, Nick, 2014, uh, Ed Davidson, 0629, Chuck Deasy, Kirk Deasy's uh, relative, cousin, your burner it's boy. Count. It's my boy right there. <laughs> uh, Daryl Craig, uh, Win Minnesota Twins, oh, sorry, it was a good run. Uh, oh, and of course, we don't want to leave out uh, Robbie Rob, 69er, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's probably Kirk Deasy's burner, if we're going to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, also want to mention the FanDuel single entry series is still going down. Four weeks left over there. Uh, six finalists at the end get to go to the WFFC party in Puerto Rico and play for their very own prize pool as well. And the Vegas Insider Contest is still going on. $10,000 in total prize pool on the SharpSight app. Uh, if you could do it with the iOS, you could do it with Android. We're Team Android, right? Team Android, everybody? I probably did this no. last week as well, too. You, I don't remember. You did this exact same <laughs> thing did. with both of yeah. us. <laughs> Kyle and I are Kyle and I are smart, and we're both Team Team uh, Apple, yep. team, uh, team iPhone, and you're an Android guy. You haven't changed your phone in the last week or so? I figured the people wanted an update as far as what's happened phone-wise <laughs> for you. No? No, I got the iPhone 11. Is it 10 or 11? Whatever the newest know. one is. Yeah. Dude, I got the Google Android. It's good stuff. I've never tried an, uh, an iPhone, so I can't besmirch it, but I don't think I need to see it out. How, so you didn't take the picture of those guns on uh, with an iPhone? <laughs> that was, dude, that was who, like a, who a sidekick. Who, hey, who took that? Who, who, side chick or a sidekick? No, a sidekick. <laughs> I thought it was just one of your side pieces is what it is. <laughs> I was on vacation with some friends in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. We were taking a baseball trip, and we saw the the Diamondbacks that evening. I presume, but uh, yeah, it was good times. Yeah, the, the, I, I, yeah. So uh, that was the talk of the show yesterday. So it's a lot of fun, and yeah, and and uh, the other pre-show conversation, Kirkies, you couldn't believe how much I hit the wall. So thanks for that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just not buying. I think it's a Photoshop picture. That's all I'm saying. I, I didn't well, what, say anything about it. What does that mean, though? Context through when you're, you're saying see, that. Is it, you're suggesting. What's you're, the suggestion no, there? I'm suggesting it's a Photoshopped picture. You're you're suggesting that I'm suggesting. <laughs> I'm just connecting the dots. <laughs> that you hit hit the wall. Kyle, what was the implication? You heard it. It's okay. It's fine. It's been, hey, it's I, this is one thing I am not getting in the middle of. I will pass on that one. So I'm keeping my hands clean. You know why I love Kyle? I just want to get this out there. I love Kyle because I know anytime Siege watches, like, sees that he's on or does an article or RG's like, Kyle, our own Kyle Murray, it just, 
hurts him oh, deep no. inside every every moment. So you gotta gotta love that. And Siege with the big <laughs> announcement going to Fantasy Cruncher, huh? I, I congratulations. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I did not. But good for him. <laughs> I'll send him a dozen roses. Uh, body parts. You want some body parts? You guys ready for yes, that? Please. Seamless, yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I don't else. know any backstory of what's being referenced on air. I honestly have no clue, but we're going to move on. We're going to power through. It's an 11-game slate. No time for pleasantries. Uh, all right. Body parts, who's in, who's out. These guys flip-flopped. Uh, Jeremy Lamb's going to be in with his hip, and Edmund Sunver's going to be out with his hands. Uh, Elf Payton's still out with his hamstring. DSJ is out for personal reasons. Uh, that means that Frank Nilakina most likely is going to draw the start there for New York. Uh, Otto Porter is still dealing with his face, but he's expected to play. He is probable. Wendell Carter's got an eye. He's questionable. Uh, Enos Cantor is out with his knee. Daniel Tice, is an, he has an ankle. He's expected to play. Jalen Brown had the fish, not feeling particularly well, so he's not going to play tonight. Arjax is still out with his back. Troy Brown expected back in the rotation, or at least available with his calf. Uh, and, the you know, Kawhi Leonard out for load management. This is the front end of a back-to-back for the Clippers. I believe that's the only team – that's either on the front end or the back end of this on this slate as far as uh, playing yesterday or playing tomorrow. So basically island games all around with the exception of the Clippers. Uh, and Steven Adams, uh, one of the toughest blokes in the league, but he's currently questionable with his knee. Uh, Kyle, that's it, right? The two big body parts we're monitoring right now is Wendell Carter's eye and Steven Adams' knee, I presume. Is there anything else for us? Uh, I think you pretty much nailed it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Harry Giles is questionable. I, I guess that's kind of minor. He's uh, been out pretty much all year, so I don't know if he's going to come back. For this one, but I think that's the only one that I would point at because that could ruin some of my favorite value plays if he's back. But uh, but yeah, I think those are the top three ones. Dude, Sacramento is like my favorite team tonight, so stay away, Harry. Are, are we uh, <laughs> yeah. in simpatico uh, there? Is, is Sacramento I'm, one of your teams as well? I'm on board with you there. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it all of us or all? Uh, well, yeah, I guess that that's not sneaky. I obviously. mean, this is like the the De'Aaron Fox absolute smash spot, but we'll get to that. I mean, it, well, we'll talk about Buddy Heald as well too, who's you know priced down as well like him a good bit. And well, I have a whole thing about the centers as well, as far as Deadman and then Holmes who went nuts last game and Bogdanovich is priced way down, but that game's on layaway. We'll talk about the, the first one uh, is uh, out of the shoot here is Orlando at home versus the Knicks. Two on nine and a half is the total lowest total on the slate. Orlando's a nine point favorite. Um, Kirk D is like, I don't, there's not a lot to say here, right? I mean, I suppose New York is thin, so you're probably going to get Neil Aquino to draw the start and less pieces for, Coach to play with. He's obviously not a very good fantasy player, a good defender, but that doesn't really equate necessarily to fantasy points. RJ Barrett might play 37, 38, 39 minutes or so. Uh, otherwise, I got nothing else for you. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, I've missed the RJ Barrett boat, and I'm too scared to get on it because I just, it's just Fizdale, man. And like, I just know the second I lock him in, he's going to get like, he's going to shoot like 0 for 3, get, get pulled. And play like twelve minutes or something, but that's not uh, happening. His, his minutes are locked in. That's what we. Yeah, okay. Say that all season long. And <laughs> let's, 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 let's check back. Check back with me in a couple weeks on that one. Um, <laughs> one would think, but like you can't think anything rational with Isdale. It's all just you know trial and error and just how he feels. But you would think they just keep you know trying to develop him. Three years, no, thirty-seven minutes. This down. is their. This is the toughest matchup they've had yet. Uh, Noah Kina is just garbage from a fantasy standpoint. Um, great defensive game, low total. Uh, there's really not much to like here. Like maybe you could make like a is, I mean, Alonzo Trier is like someone who like may play, may not even play, but like, <laughs> couldn't you see them like closing with him? Like end up being like, end up being like a game for him. I, I think that could be for GPPs, but really there's no one I want to play really on the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, Orlando is a really solid defensive team. No reason to pick on him 100 as far as their total. Uh, Randall's like a two-category guy, and he's probably not going to go 30 and 17 or something like that. Robinson's an excellent fantasy point runner player. He's just a little bit too handsy for my liking. Uh, you get him on the right night as far as stocks. He can get like six or seven blocks and, and steals combined, but it just doesn't seem like the right night for me. Uh, Kyle, if you have anything on New York, feel free to talk about it or jump over to Orlando. Yeah, uh, I, I think R.J. Barrett's really interesting here. You know, he's going to be starting with guys like Nilakina and Mitchell Robinson who have no usage at all. So I think he's going to be a guy that just sucks up a lot of the usage for this for the starting unit. Um, Trier's somewhat interesting if you want to take a flyer and if Nilakina's chalk. I mean, if Nilakina's not really chalk, I don't really see any need to kind of use that as leverage play. But if he's going to be super chalk, I don't really – think he's great chalk I think he's a guy who it pretty much relies on peripheral stats and anytime that's the case I think he's chalk worth fading um so I think 
if if he is you know chalky, Trier could be a a decent pivot as long as we see Allen and uh, and all the other guards out as well. So I think that's kind of one thing. But I think RJ Barrett's really the only guy that I'm touching from the Knicks side here. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be terribly efficient, but if he's, you know, you're not getting docked for missed shots, and I think right. he plays potentially up to 40 minutes. So um, I, I don't mind him either for tournaments. How about the Orlando side? You know, I, I mean, like for me, it's just some secondary pieces. <clears throat> I like Vuk, but I like other guys, you know, that are less a little bit more, and other guys that are more a little bit more as well too. So he's kind of in a weird spot, but I'm not going to, you know, frown on it. If you want to roster Vuk, by by all means, have at it. Otherwise, oh, and I guess Fultz is kind of sort of so interesting as another punt. You can kind of get there in 25 minutes, but it, it's just not a very appealing game overall. What say you, Kyle, as far as Orlando? Yeah, I think Fultz is really affordable on sites like Yahoo and Fantasy Draft. So there, he's a good value over there. Um, it is hard because there's so many good options at the you know expensive tier. So when you're when you're on a site like like FanDuel where you can only play one point or two point guards, but you can't really get weird with that dual eligibility. I think it's harder to play Fultz on that kind of site. Um, but I, I think Vucevic is a really good GPP play. There's a lot of good centers tonight. It's kind of weird. Like there's a lot of high end centers that are going to be low owned, and the mid tier is kind of taking up the ownership. Which is different than what we've seen so far this year, but I think Vucevic is in, he's going to be probably less than five percent owned and a really good matchup. Uh, so I really like Vucevic here. It, the only thing is, do I like him more than other options? That's the one thing that I'm weighing, and I, I guess we'll kind of talk about that more as we get to more games. We're we'll a little screen share later. As of right now, I'm seeing Vuk. Obviously, the ownership uh, is adjusted. The closer and closer we get the lock, the more refined it gets, and more information and all that. We're seeing Vuk right now at ten percent. Um, you know, which seems kind of reasonable and Towns uh, and MB playing each other 18% and 15% as well, which doesn't seem very high, but it's an 11 game slate and not a ton of value out there that can be trusted. And, you know, if we get Steven Adams to not play all of a sudden, Erwin's Noel is going to be the lock and load chalk. Everybody's going to play and that's going to completely change uh, your, your lineup construction. Uh, Kirk, where are you at as far as lineup construction? Is it stars scrubs? Is it more of a balanced lineup? Oh, it's always stars and scrubs, especially if we get Nerland's Noel news. I mean, we've got a lot of good studs tonight, right? And like we've got them kind of stacked, like just a range that are right below the high end studs. So I'm going to look to try to get as much value in as I can and jam in some of these guys that I like. Anything else this game, Kirk Dees, or shall I move on? Nah, I mean, I could, I would play faults, especially on Yahoo where he's min price. Yeah. Um, and, um, Vooch, the big games are going to come for Vooch soon. He's underpriced on Yahoo as well. Um, DK, I think, uh, slash fantasy draft, I think he's a fine play on both of those sites. But, yeah, that's it. Bulls, Cavs, 217 oh, uh, and a half. Oh, jump in here. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Real quick. Uh, they just announced Wayne Ellington's going to get the start for Alfred Payton. Uh, oh. So it looks like R.J. Barrett might run point guard tonight. So if that's the case, I think he's got even more additional value. Um, I mean, I don't really see a reason why Wayne Ellington would be running the point here. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but um, I, I would assume R.J. Barrett's just going to step in and play point guard. So I, I guess I really like Barrett if that's the case. Yeah, Ellington's just like a catch-and-shoot guy. Just it's they, yeah. they clo- They've been closing with him, They clo- or at least I think the, I think the last game. It was annoying me. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Barrett – I mean, by the way, I, I like Orlando to win this game, uh, to cover on the sharp side app or whatever. There you go for giving out any picks, uh, some winners. Chicago, Cleveland, 217 and a half is the total here. Cleveland is a two-point dog versus the Bulls. Uh, do, how much does it affect things if Carter doesn't play, Kyle? I, I suppose maybe like Radthad Young will draw a start or something like that, kind of get some marketing, more marketing at the five. Uh, Luke Cornett gets some minutes, but probably not enough to justify a roster spot. Uh, Otto Porter has been straight trash this year, but if he's playing 30 minutes at this price, he is super, super cheap. He's like four or five on DK. Uh, he's eight six on fantasy draft. I, I, you know, he's in some of my preliminary lineups. I don't feel good about it, but you know, you're supposed to be willing to play anybody, Kyle, for the for the right price and maybe yep. the wrong price. And the price is kind of pushing me there. Again, not happy about it, but I think he's kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, they actually announced that Wendell Carter is going to play tonight, so we don't have to worry about that too much. But I do still think Otto Porter is in a pretty good spot. You know, he's underpriced everywhere. Uh, he's 5-2 on FanDuel. I, I mean, pretty much any site he's underpriced. And for tournaments, that's kind of what you want. You don't want to shy away from that at all because you, you get one guy or one night for a guy to have a bounce-back night at a, at a super low price. And, and there you go. And like you said, he's up there in the 30-minute range pretty much every night that their game's close. So um, I kind of assume this one's going to be close. I, and that's one that Chicago should do well in. So I, I like Otto Porter. Uh, feels like a good spot for Kevin Love as well, too. Kirk Tease, what, what's your thoughts as far as this game? Love is another guy. There's a lot of options out there. And if I land on him as a last man in, 
Um, you know, he's not traded just yet. I don't think Cleveland's fully tanking just yet. Uh, they're actually two-point dogs here versus Chicago. Uh, he's been fine so far this year, as is Thompson. But, you know, uh, what, 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 take it away. What, what's your thoughts as far as Kevin Love? How does he, he land in this late for you? Healthiest I've seen him um, in uh, recent memory. For sure. And uh, so now's the time to kind of take advantage of him. You know, he's probably trying to play his way out of uh, Cleveland. And, uh, you know, he, he's been doing doing very well, you know, 40, 55, 39 in his last games on like limited usage. You know, and Tristan Thompson has been taking up a lot of usage for some reason, which is not going to be sustainable. It's not going to last. So there's there's a lot of room for improvement. He hasn't been hitting really any of his threes mainly, I mean, he hit three for 10, but it was really encouraging that he shot 10 threes in his last game. So I think there's plenty of upside for Kevin Love and uh, a nice floor there baked in with uh, these scrubs that he plays with. Um, I do like Otto Porter as well, uh, like both of you guys, especially, you know, just thinking about the matchup between him and Jetty Osman. I, I think that's a favorable matchup for Otto Porter. He did play 32 minutes last game. So He's some. I didn't, there's just upside in that price. If it doesn't work out, at least whatever you know what you're you're dealing with with Otto Porter. But uh, I, I like the upside there. But yeah, Kevin Love would be the one guy on, uh, and I, I would consider even Jetty too as well. No less than 33 minutes is kind of encouraging as well for Love. New coaching staff there, so uh, and like you said, he's he's not going to get any healthier. Kevin Love. Uh, note here in chat, man, Gone's dropping this quote, which is hilarious. Uh, Fizdale, coach the Knicks, explains that Nick. Uh, Milikina is going to play a ton of minutes in quotes, but is afraid to lose him to foul trouble if he starts. <laughs> I, love I love I love that. I love that when they pick up their fouls and they bench them too, and then they just blow the game and like use use what use them if you got them. You know what I mean? Well, you're fouling your own player out. Like if, if you're putting them on the bench, you are fouling them out. You're volunteering and, yep. and the, let them earn their fouls. And my favorite is like when the guy sits and he get you know in the, he gets three fouls in the in the second quarter and like the, and they, some coaches are smart and savvy. They say, Oh, we're going to keep, they're going to keep them out there. And the announcer's like, Oh, they're going to roll the dice. This is so risky. And they finish the game with four fouls. Like it happens all the time. Fisdale team bunt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then Ned Yost must be a Knicks fan. Uh, All right. Minnesota, Philadelphia, 222 is the total. Philadelphia is a seven point favorite. So Kyle, this is a tricky game for me. Cat obviously has been an absolute monster this year, just crushing. Uh, bad matchup, of course, against Philadelphia and be a tough defender. Uh, you know, heightened chance of getting in foul trouble for both these dudes as far as Embiid and Cat as well. <sighs> you know, and they're both cheap. I mean, it, it, fans draft, their, it, Embiid's 18-1, Towns is 18-2. They're both, I think, less than 10K on DK. Uh, so, like, their prices should be higher. The matchup's not great necessarily for, ta- for Towns. Embiid, you know, smashed last time out, and I was passive on it, unfortunately. I thought they were going to be uh, take a little half measures, but he went absolutely nuts out there. I don't know what to do with these two guys, but Kyle, as of right now, I think I'm prioritizing James Harden over them because, you know, we don't know what the salary cap, you can't get all the studs. As far as the studs go, Towns and Embiid, where do they rank for you? Uh, yeah, so for me, you know, I primarily play on Fandle, so I'm pretty much narrowing it down to, you know, one or two centers for most of my lineups. So, uh, it's really hard for me to jam in Towns. He's he's eleven eight, and it's hard to you know turn a, turn a blind eye to what he's done this year. He's been so effective and and so you know highly used. But you know at that price tag eleven eight, when I think there's so many other viable centers, um, I don't think I'll get to too much of of them of either Embiid or Towns. But um, I think they are going to be really low owned. I think you know compared to what they've been this year. I think uh, on Fanduel, Jamino has him at like eight percent, which is obviously really in- intriguing for a guy like Towns. But um, Overall, I think there's a lot of other values uh, at, at their price tags at center, and, and we'll get to some more of those. But there's just so many good centers today. It's kind of it's kind of different compared to what we've had to deal with so far this year. So I think I, I'll have less of Towns and Embiid. I think I am too. Kirk Tees, what, what about yourself? They're great, but I don't think I can get them. Uh, I'm torn. So this is like the cheapest we're going to get Towns for the rest of the season. Um I think, you know, I think because of the matchups baked in, I think also he's going to be lower owned than what he should be because I think that people are going to shy away from the defensive matchup and they're going to look, people are going to look and there's like that narrative that, oh, he hasn't done well against Embiid in the past. But this is this is a whole different Carl Anthony Towns this season. Um, I'm on board. I've been on board every single slate. I like his price to 9900 I'm not jumping off now. Uh, Bobby Covington, revenge game there. Anybody? In, I mean, there's nobody else in Minnesota, right? There's no reason to play any of those guys on the T-Wolves on this slate. You guys have anything? 
No, not really. I'm taking that as a no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia side, like, you know, there's good pieces. Of course, they're more uh, appealing if one of the other guys are out, especially if Embiid's out or something like that. Simmons, for sure, uh, can, can get a get a triple dub. Uh, you know, that, that's definitely in the conversation. Uh, is Richardson somebody on Fandle you're looking at, Kyle? I think, is he a shooting guard or a small footer there? I don't recall, but I think uh, he's got a he, reasonable price. Yeah, he's shooting guard eligible. Um I mean, I think especially with a guy like R.J. Barrett popping into, you know, even more consideration with all the injury news, I think it's going to be hard for me to get to Richardson. I think it's just, it's just his ceiling's kind of capped with him playing with guys like Harris and Simmons and Embiid. Um, the price is definitely affordable and pretty cheap, honestly, but um, I think I just don't really get to too much. Embiid's probably the most interesting one, um, especially in, the, in you know, MME builds that I have. So I think Embiid will be the guy that I have the most of here. Yeah, so you're probably not going to have either one in in, the, in your main lineup, but if you're going to pick one right. of the two as far as Towns and Bede, you would take Embiid? Embiid on Fando, yeah. I mean, just looking at the DraftKings price, it's, it's Towns on DraftKings, but, you know, Embiid, you get 600 bucks discount to do that, and he's probably in a better matchup. So I lean Embiid on FanDuel, but uh, Towns on the other sites. Kirk, do you shall we move on? Um, I have mild interest in Ben Simmons here. Um, Minnesota is a team that I'm going to be targeting all season long with their new pace and uh, their poor defense. So this could be kind of like a sneak. I think he'll definitely get overlooked. I'm seeing what, like how much ownership are you seeing? I'm seeing, I bet you he's going to be like somewhere between five to 7%. And uh, I'll take a chance with him on tonight in this game. Uh, Milwaukee, Boston, 223 and a half is a total. Boston is a three point dog here at home. Kirk D's. Uh, of course, we know Tice is expected back. We have Brown out with the fish. He's not playing tonight. Um, you know, we'll t- talk about your Celtics. Do we like anybody here? I did like Jalen Brown before he had the fish. Um, I mean, you smart? have to. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it how ch- it depends if he hits the chalk chalk level to then where he throws the flow chart off. Um, oh. Can't play him anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, Smart's cheap. He's forty five hundred on DK. Um, sorry, I don't have, I'm on the laptop. Don't have a fantasy draft up in front of me. Um, assume that's double. Uh, anyway, Tatum is the guy he, uh, people are saying that the, you know, he might get a Giannis defense. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think, um, he'll probably get Wesley Matthews, which would be very favorable. He'll probably get some Middleton on him, um, which is favorable. I mean, he's getting all the usage. Um, on this team, I, I would also look to Gordon Hayward. I think it's pretty easy. I think uh, Giannis, though, it, it feels like that'll be a waste if they waste him on like Semi Ojale or something. But hmm. I just have a feeling that uh, he won't be on uh, on Tatum. They could just rest him. He wants to rest, and it's it's a regular yeah. season, you know. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. They should. <laughs> like they don't care so much about those matchups until playoff time. At least, at least I don't. That's for my general thought. Is that is that a thing, Kyle? Um, I don't know. I guess we'll, I guess I don't want to see anybody get rested right now because we've dealt with too many of that stuff, but uh, I'll just cross my fingers, I suppose. No, no. I mean like rest them as far as like put them on Ojale on defense. Oh, I got you. Sort of I got you. Yeah. I mean, I think he's oh, going to yeah. play the game. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I think he'll, I don't know. I feel like it's cause it's, you know, probably the other, you know, t- another top three Eastern conference team. I think they'll go at it. I, I personally kind of assume that he would be on Tatum. Maybe, uh, Kirk yeah. has a little better of a feel for it because he's, you know, the Boston Celtics guy. Maybe he's a little biased because he's a Celtics guy. I don't know. But, Maybe it's uh, because I want I don't want to see him on Tatum. Yeah, yeah, but um, but uh, I don't think I think I think Dean I think that's what it's going to play out like. You're going to see like a lot of like him resting like uh, like basically in helping out on defense. So I, I mean, sixty eight hundred for Tatum with uh, Brown out in a game that you know that at least they're going to be really up for in this matchup. Uh, and Tatum's just been incredible so far, and he looks like he's going to develop and take that next step for this year so uh he's not 19 anymore is how old is tatum he's 20 21 i don't know he was 19 for several years according to twitter (laughs) but uh i believe i believe yeah he's probably at 22 now these days i'm not exactly sure whatever he is but um anything else that's worth it yeah it's smart according to our projections whether we were having ojalay draw on the start with smart coming off the bench but i wouldn't you could still play smart he still probably gets like 30 minutes or so or close enough to uh, not a high usage guy, obviously. You can do a little bit of everything, nothing particularly well, but he kind of sprinkles the box score. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, as far as the studs, Kyle, where, where is he? You know, bring him to the conversation as far as Cat, as far as Embiid, as far as Curry, as far as Harden. Well, you're playing on Fandles. So you're not playing Giannis. He's too expensive over there. Yeah, I think he's really interesting for GPPs, especially on a site like DraftKings. Um, but you're right. You kind of summed it up. There's so many guys that I think are you know in the nine 
the 9K range that have this, a similar ceiling this uh, tonight. In my opinion, I think there's just a lot of really good plays in that particular price range where I'm not really prioritizing Giannis, but um, I definitely will have a taste of him in, in certain contests because he's going to be pretty low-owned too, especially on FanDuel. I think he's pretty uh, exciting any night where he's low-owned. Yeah, I mean, he could put up 80 and pay off that, what, is it 12K yeah. or something like that, or 11.8? 11, 11.6, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we like any of the secondary pieces on Milwaukee? Um, not for me. No, not tonight. Turkeys. No, but I love Giannis. Um, it's, as long as this game stays competitive and I think it will, um, since it's at home in Boston, then, um, Giannis could see a bunch of minutes. If he stays out of foul trouble, he's on record pace this year, as far as usage going goes, assist rate, rebound rates, like everything across the board. Um, I, so I disagree with saying those guys that have similar ceilings. I think he has the highest ceiling um, on this slate. And so is, if this game stays competitive, this is not the same Celtics defense that, you know, we've been used to with Al Horford and whatnot. So I think there's plenty of upside here as long as this game stays competitive. You got Giannis outscoring uh, Embiid and, and Kat? Uh I do, yes. And Harden? Uh, that's close. That's the tricky one. Yeah, we'll have that conversation. Indiana, Brooklyn, 219.5 is the total. Brooklyn's a three-point favorite. Indiana getting Lamb back. He's drawing the start. Brogdon's been awesome this year, Kirk Dees. The price is up, though. Um, Turner's been playing a ton of minutes, like 37, 38, 39 minutes. The abdominer working hard these days. Going to have to change it, uh, the oil really quickly. Sabonis smashing, too, or, you know, uh, paying off, you know, he's playing a much more, much more minutes as well as far as that front court in Indiana. Those guys playing alongside each other. Warren coming off a big game. I'm not a TJ Warren guy. Uh, is there still meat on the bone, Curtis, as far as this price for Brogdon? Can he still get there? Can he, can he still justify the roster spot when you consider the price? Yeah, we didn't really want to play him um, against uh, a pretty slow Pistons team at uh, 6900 It's only a $400 increase. And he, I mean, it, this is his new role. I've been all over this guy, and I'm going to continue. Um as long as Oladipo's out, I mean, this is, he's a capable scorer. This is someone that they need to score. Um, he's also a good defender. So he does get some kind of steal upside on sites like, uh, unlike Yahoo and FanDuel. And uh, yeah, I mean, the only negative would be the fact that Jeremy Lamb's back in the lineup tonight. So if like, I mean, in theory, like Lamb could, could take some away from him on the scoring front, but uh, I'm, I'm fine playing him on here and on Yahoo where he's 28 bucks. Double-double every single game so far this year with assists, uh, taking a fair bit of shots as well, too, like you said. Um, Kyle, so you're talking about centers on FanDuel. I think – doesn't Turner have a pretty good price over there? Yeah, he's 7-4 on FanDuel. So he's one of the more viable centers, in my opinion. That price is just really, really affordable. Um, but, yeah, I think Kirk kind of nailed it with with Brogdon. He's just been so efficient. And one thing I noticed this year is that people are are shying away from these guys who have been performing so well, but their price is rising, and Brogdon kind of fits that mold. So he's, what, 8200 on FanDuel. Uh, his price has pretty much come up pretty much on every site across the board. $28 on Yahoo isn't too bad at all. So I, I think he's a guy that we're going to keep, keep seeing under him because people aren't really uh, comfortable with that price tag. And, and yeah. if you talk about efficient, I mean, he wasn't efficient in his last game, five for 17 from field goal range. So like there's plenty, and that was against the Pistons, although the Pistons have looked like a pretty good fantasy matchup these days. But, um, you know, so there's definitely room for, for room for more upside there. And uh, I'm fine paying those prices. He's he's played the Pistons twice. He's roasted them two times already. Uh, how about the Brooklyn side, Kirk? He's, are you still missing uh, Kyrie there in Boston? Or are you over or what? Um. I'm probably the only person in Boston that misses Kyrie Irving. Um, I, I, I like Kyrie. I, I'm always going to be a, a Kyrie fan and a Kyrie truther. And I think that uh, there's too much blame going on him about, you know, being the cancer on the team as last season. I think really it, it comes down to Gordon Hayward. Um, what was what killed them last year, but that's my own. Um, so yes, I do miss him. Um, although I won't probably won't be playing him tonight. Although, you know, he certainly has shown his upside. I, you, you must be loving these new rumors that the, uh, the Nets are uh, concerned about his, uh, what, his uh, mood swings. I'm not aware. No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? It, it's a big report that came out. I don't read like TMZ out. Nets, so I don't know about his mood no, swings. No, this is like a legitimate, legitimate uh, 
This he seems a little Zane. out there, like a little. I mean, he's there's definitely. They said in China he was acting. He was acting really strange and uh, took himself away from the team. Wouldn't wouldn't talk to any of the coaches and things like that. Yeah, um, I don't I mean, but he's. I don't dislike Kyrie. I know I've had some takes in the past where people get very angry. I was like, I don't know if he's a top twenty player. Maybe he is, and people, well, he's got to be. And you start making a list, and it's like, well, maybe he's not. Maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, he's definitely not in the top ten. Whatever, we'll move on. Uh, how about the Boston side, the Brooklyn side? Uh, you have any pieces here besides? Uh, I mean, Kyrie certainly you can play. You say you're not going to play him, Curtis, and the secondary pieces are just sort of there. Everybody's what price? I mean, we should, should be, be pl- we should be playing him actually. Um, at 87, like it does feel too cheap for what he's been doing. He looks completely engaged at the moment. So um, I do like him. It would be uh, Levert would be the like one of the secondary pieces I like. Um, but like there's. Really, it's all about the the Miles Turner and uh, the Saboner. Yeah, the Saboner. Yeah. But the, the thing with Kyrie, though, is it's not that much more for Harden. It's not that much more for Curry. I think Booker's cheaper. Uh, like, he's perfectly fine, and, like, he'll make, he makes sense in tournaments. If you want to pair him with Brogdon, have him go back and forth with each other or throw Turner on the other side as well, too, a little mini game stack. But, you know, Kyle, like, again, you can't play everybody, and you can't. You just you can't just run off and say, well, these guys you can play, these guys you can play. That's not helpful for anybody listening. You got to kind of make some edits along the way. And I don't think Irving's going to make my teams. I'm not saying he's a bad play, but I just I don't make 150 lineups, so I don't think I'm getting there. Yeah, I think uh, if you're on DraftKings, Kyrie Irving's a pretty good player. That he's cheaper than guys like Curry and Lillard, and and I think even Simmons too. He's you know. 8,700, I believe. So that's cheaper yeah. than a handful of guys that um, he's more expensive than on FanDuel, which is the reason why I'm not going to have too much of them. Um, there's just too many guys that he's more expensive than on FanDuel that I like a ton. So that's my that's my only issue with Irving. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's Turner and, and Sabonis kind of for me, but mostly it's just Turner. I really like Turner a lot. Um, don't really love a whole lot of these, of these Brooklyn like secondary pieces, you know, Pacers play at a really slow pace. Brooklyn's, you know, pretty fast, but uh, they're going to be brought down quite a bit. So I don't really have too much interest in anything on the Brooklyn side of things. Uh, Kyrie's 16K on fans draft, by the way. And you mentioned before, their pricing kind of sort of parallels DK to some extent and like sort of a barometer to use. If uh, if you 2X their salary and if they're if they're less uh, on fans draft, they're a stronger play. And if they're more expensive than 2X and they're you know a little bit more of a weaker play, but yeah, Kyrie on, on fans drive at 16K seems pretty reasonable. Let's yeah. move on. Let's power through 11-game slate. Detroit, Toronto, two fourteens a total. Uh, Toronto's a nine-point favorite. This is another one of those deals, Kyle. Like, look, it's an 11-game slate. There's always centers out there. I know Andre Drummond could put up – you know, you can go all Barbara Walters on us anytime and drop the 2020. I don't like the spot. Um, I can't play everybody. I understand ownership's a thing, too. But we already talked about how Cat and Embiid are not going to have monster ownership anyway. Drummond's probably going to be around 5% as well, give or take. I've not checked his uh, specific number. Uh, long story short, I'm, I'm not getting the Drummond tonight. I'm just hoping he doesn't have one of those monster games. He can put up 50 and I'll be fine. Just don't put up 70. This whole Detroit team is just sort of meh for me. Yeah, for me, uh, in my MME builds, I'm actually doubling the field if he's 5%. I'll probably double the field on Drummond just because he, you know, you get almost $2,000 off of Cat. He's just really underpriced and he could be, you know, a 1%, 2% guy. Um, but there's so many centers tonight. I, I keep saying it, but there really is. There's so many good centers. We talk about, you know, a guy like Turner. We talk about Vucevic. We talk about Drummond and beating Cat. Like, there's a handful of guys, and then we'll even talk about a couple more. But I do think the, the usage that Drummond's been seeing and the way that he is so effective, pretty much filling any stat on the entire stat sheet, is just so – it's really hard to, like, pass up on that kind of production. Uh, Detroit doesn't play at a whole lot of, you know, quick pace, but he's been, he's been like that his whole career, and he's always performed, so – I do like a little bit of Drummond on FanDuel specifically. I'm scrolling down on our ownership percentage. I'm trying to find Drummond. I don't know why I can't find him. Oh, you know what? I, w- I was dealing with the player pool before and I X'd him out. I got I to I refresh the whole thing because I did a little bit of scripting myself for like uh, 15 teams or whatever, but uh, just going to see what kind of combinations I come up with. Jump in here, Kirk Deese. What do you have for me as far as the Detroit side? You, I suppose- you can't use the word scripting for 15 teams. <laughs> <laughs> it's an oxymoron. That's fair. Come Come on. Um, well, dude, I got uh, the show, man. I got to, I got to prep stuff up and I got the show and like times a, a quantity and you know, I, I had to do, you know, there's always, always some things I do in the 40 minutes until we get the show and make laps and all that. So I try to set things uh, up for success. Kyle Lowry is going to be completely overlooked. Um, you know, we've seen what Brogdon has done. Uh, the, the Raptors are playing a really condensed rotation. Um, he's playing really good minutes. He looks, looks good. 
Um, so I kind of like him tonight. Um, you know, Van Bleet, we can play. Uh, the problem with Drummond is that we can play Embiid, we can play in Cat, we can play Cat, who are both right there. Um, and I think at least one of them is going to, you know, I, I can't see Drummond beating both of those guys tonight um, in this matchup. Uh, Siakam is one wow. of these guys. Uh, you, you have to. All his price, he's going to be a 10K player this season. Like, so now, you know, it, it seems like we, it's hard for us to get over that mental block, like 8,400. Oh, it's a slow pace Detroit team. I don't care. Um, they're, they're giving up. a. If you look at the, their games that they've just played recently so far, it's been fantasy gold mines for opposing, you know, wing players. And uh, Siakam has monster upside in this spot again. He does everything. He does absolutely everything. So uh, I'll, I'll play him. I'll also play uh, Anunobi. Um, who I've been all over, but like he's now it, it, the secret's out now after this forty and thirty-eight game in the, the last. But this is a guy who's playing big minutes, who's taken over, you know, benefiting the most from uh, from Kawhi leaving. Had a really strong preseason, and um, he's not going to hurt your lineups. He, you know, he's going to stuff the stat sheet with defensive stats. It's just whether he gets his offensive game going, and he's you know shot the, the ball reasonably well so far. I mean, he's had some positive variants as far as the stocks, but he had like five steals and two blocks last game. Previous to that, four blocks and one steal. That's probably not going to be like that going forward. Yeah, you can't count on that, but you can count on some level of uh, steals sure. and blocks with this. I mean, he's a defensive player. Kyle, what do you have in this game? Anything else as far as the Toronto side? Yeah, I like Siakam a good bit, um, especially with Kawhi not playing now. He just kind of is that guy for me on, on FanDuel at small forward if, if I'm not paying up for Giannis. Um and Anobi's pretty nice on, on DraftKings. I don't know if I get to him a whole lot uh, on Fandle where he's 6,100. Um, but I, even there, you can't really complain about it. He's been playing just massive minutes. So um, I think that's pretty much the only two for me that I'm interested in today. It's interesting, like adjusting the new roles. Like OG and Anobi was one of those guys last year, probably if you do, Kyle, uh, when you had the drop on Fandle. So yeah, I guess I'll use OG yeah. as my draft yeah. guy. And maybe yeah. he sort of gets there, but I'm just assuming he, I'm not going to count his score. But now he's actually a competent player, you know, getting some more run. He's still, you know, young guy developing. Portland, OKC, 220.5 is a total. OKC is a two-point dog here. Uh, let's just get this out of the way. If Adams doesn't play and Nerlens Noel draws to start, he's still a minimum uh, on fans draft 6K. I think he's, what, 3-1 or so or 3K on DK. I assume he's probably like 3-5 on FanDuel. Are we just playing him? Yes? Lock, lock button. Yeah, I think I think I agree with that too. So it's, it's tough to say, but you know, especially on Fanduel, there's only one center. But I think he is the best play. That is the fork in the road on Fanduel because, like, and then that's all of a sudden when people start talking about quoting. Well, this guy he's going to get value, and like, you know, if he quote unquote gets value on Fanduel, and people people say six x or whatever, depending on how they whatever formula they want to use, like you wouldn't probably play him if he gets like twenty one points or twenty two points, which is value because there's also opportunity cost, and all yeah. these centers we keep running off. Like one of them's going to put up a sixty five or a seventy probably two of them put up at least 60. Uh, and then you can make it up with Curry. You can make it up with Harden. You can make it up with Giannis and those guys. But, you know, I, I guess what we think he would probably get more than 22 points on Fandle, right, Kyle? If he, again, under the assumption Adams is out. Yeah, I think I think that would be a pretty, I guess, not safe, but you know, a solid assumption for me. Um, but oh, like you said, the opportunity. He's a power forward on Fandle, apparently. I was not aware of this. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, that will nice. change things. Never mind. Yeah, so just lock then he, just lock Yeah, then he would be pretty much. Yep, he has power forward. Wow. Yeah, then he'd be pretty, pretty much a lock. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Adams is dust. Is he? Dust. Complete dust. He is a little beat up, but he's such a tough dude. I think he's going to play tonight. He's just going to power through. I hope. Uh, just sit out, buddy. You need to rest that back up. All those um, years I mean, of getting then, like, stolen so, by Westbrook. I know you would think it would finally be his time, but he's already, he's too bad. He's dust. Um, so Muscala, what are they going to do if he sits out? Muscala and Patton are going to hold it down with Whiteside? No, it's going to be Nerlens Noel. Like they're going to have to, they're going to have no choice but to play him. So as long as he stays out of foul trouble. Oh, Muscala. <laughs> I forgot about the moose. Um, <laughs> SGA, like talk about, I mean, I, was, I can't believe Kirk Thies, we're talking about OKC. You're talking about dust and you, you did not say the name Chris Paul. Is that contagious he's, in the locker room? Another dust. What a dusty squad they have. But that <laughs> luck, luckily they have the 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 anti dust in yeah, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is still like I I play this guy and I get low ownership on him and I'm like what the how how am I getting low ownership on this guy? He's another guy that people can't wrap uh-huh. their head around this price and then people still like overvalue Chris Paul at this stage. But like this is Shea's 
Shea's team right now. He's doing everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. He looks amazing. Looked amazing in preseason um, and has not looked back. Uh, he's a, he's a lock on Yahoo tonight, and uh, I love, love him on DK and Fantasy Draft. Yahoo's been really slow upping his price, and they're kind of sort of getting there, but they still haven't completely got they, there. I think he's like 27 bucks tonight. Yeah, I think uh, 26 I think. Yeah, whatever it is, it's not, it's not high enough. So I wrote him up last week. I was, he was like 17. I was like, I, I would still play him at 26, and now he's 26. I wrote him up again today. Like he's like a must play at 26. Hey, Kyle, we talked about, you know, you have to be willing to play the players at the right price, you know, pay the ones at the wrong price. At what point is Chris Paul <laughs> the right price? Is that a trick question? <laughs> because Uh-oh. he's getting cheap. But 13-3 on fans <laughs> draft, like he's like 7K on DK. 13-3 is really cheap, but he's also been terrible. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's there yet. I guess we'll kind of <laughs> there'll be a day when we kind of figure it out. I guess, but I mean, I guess one of the big concerns for me going into the year was how the usage was going to divvy up between Paul, uh, SJ, and Schroeder because I kind of assumed they would play similar minutes, um, you know, play w- together at times. And Paul's just been completely blindsided and kicked to the side of the road. So I mean, I guess it's probably not too much of a surprise but um but yeah SGA's just been a monster but he's another guy that it's kind of sticker shock for people he's 8k on Fanduel. he's 69 in drafting he's not too bad but people are like SGA is this much he's another guy that you're playing last year for 4k and he was like uh-huh. a punt last year so I think that's a big thing as to why SGA is so uh low owned most nights uh what about the other side of this game Kirkties? yeah um white side in play for sure. Um, if uh, especially now, does that matter if Adams is in? You still like Whiteside, or you like him with the assumption that Adams is out? I think Adams is dust anyway, so uh, I like him regardless, and he gets a boost if he's out. Whiteside's kind of—I don't want to say he's—he's he's, he doesn't help. So that win. the minutes—the minutes may not be there. They didn't close with them. The other—it all depends on how how the, you know if they're down. If they're ahead, then they're gonna—they'll leave him out there to hold down the paint. But if they need to. Uh, play faster and come back like they did in the last game then his minutes are going to suffer it's just the way it is well you also got to get anthony tolliver's 33 30 minutes what the hell are they doing like i just wanted his i just i knew that was coming though i did i had a yeah i had a i had a really good lineup uh the other night um and i had hazonia in there and i just needed another for like another 15 grand i just needed like four points out of hazonia yeah and i just you know i had to just watch him waste away while Anthony <laughs> Tolliver is sitting there out on the court doing absolutely nothing. Three and D final. man. He's a grinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't have too many of those players. In the and team. he had, he had the, the game tying look and uh, he missed. He's, he's one of the, he's the definitive, like stand in the corner guy. Is he not like, he's him like, how guy. does this guy do it? Like who, who does he know? <laughs> who it's like one of the great mysteries. The same like, guy how? Marvin Williams knows. <laughs> um, yeah, jump in here, Kyle. What's your thoughts as far as the Portland side? You didn't mention Lillard's name. He's playing basketball. Yeah, I love Lillard tonight, um, especially on FanDuel. He's 9-9. He's underpriced there. Steph Curry's going to be, you know, mega chalk again for a good reason. Um, but I think Lillard's just an amazing GPP play. This is an amazing matchup for him. Um, we've talked about so many guys being dust here. You know, if Adams is out, that's the rim protector gone. Nerlens Noel is probably a decent rim protector in this in this uh, case scenario too, but Either way, Lillard's going to get his. Lillard has been pretty inefficient so far this year, and he's been performing pretty well fantasy per- for, for fantasy purposes. So I love Lillard, uh, and he's going pretty overlooked. All right, Houston, Washington, uh, 234 is the total. That's a big number. Houston's got a 121 team total. They're favored by eight points against Washington. Um, Harden's been in that. What is it? Oh, gosh, is it 15% he's shooting so far this season, Kyle? Like, whatever it is, it's goofing, and he's still kind of sort of getting there. Uh, not fully, but – the, the explosion spot is coming. He's going to give you that. He's actually going to start making his threes and still, you know, put in 15 to 20 free throws. And we're going to get 70, 80 points out of Harden. Is tonight the night that's going to happen? Yeah, I think tonight is is the Harden night. Um, he's probably the top stud for me on the slate. I have him protected by the most points on the slate. So, uh, yeah, it's hard for me to get away from Harden. Yeah, let's go ahead and check as far as uh, on the season, Harden has... Six for uh, 40 from three. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for doing the math for me. That's just like, it's good. you think it's going to improve? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you have to assume it's going to improve. <laughs> if he if he doesn't, then, you know, maybe maybe that those LBs that he put on is the real deal. Been sitting at too many Astros games. Did he put... Now, wasn't that like a fake tweet from like the, 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 the guy on Twitter? Was, did he really put... 
Who was the? I'm I thinking know. of something else. Yeah, Did that was just the eye test for me. I just feel like he has just the eye test. He had a rough off season. Like he had a good. He had some good photos. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Kirk Dees probably thinks it was like Photoshop or something like that. No, but, uh, I mean the only good photo. Whenever I hear the word good photo, I'm, from now on I think of Mean Dean Shevelson back about <laughs> ten years ago, and it looked like a water park or something. But it know. was a hotel. It was a nice hotel we were at. Right. We having a good time. Um. Kirkies, are you on board as far as Harden? Uh, we, we seem. To I mean, like- I'm gonna say tonight's the eruption spot for Harden every single night until he happens. <laughs> okay, just it's doubling <laughs> right down. Eventually. Yeah, it's the right? Martingale theory. Just just keep doubling down. Hopefully exactly. Happen nine times in a row, and you lose all your money. Yeah, that yeah. just happened to me recently. I went to uh, Encore <laughs> Casino and I played Baccarat and I just did the Martingale and I just got cleaned out after like nine <laughs> in a row. And I was I was betting heavy too. Why like Baccarat eight- over blackjack? Oh, it's so much better because blackjack, they just kick you in the stomach every single hand. They give you 16 bust. They, they give you the dealer pulls a five card 21 and I just can't take it. I want to like kill the dealer. I want to the people they, they screw it up because the they they'll they'll stay when they when they should hit or vice versa. Well, there's and everything. definitive rules that the dealer isn't there. They don't there's choices. Yeah, there's too many things to get mad at. At Baccarat, it's like one wins, <laughs> one loses. It's so easy. You get the pick. The ball's in your court, you know, and like. Are you the guy that yells at the pivot guy, that, you know, if he makes the wrong decision? And then no, but inside I am. That's the problem. <laughs> and then that messes up the way that I, I'm not, I'm very polite and cordial. I might offer like, oh, hey, if you need any advice, you know, something like that. <laughs> I've got the card right here, you know, like. <laughs> So we all like we all like I got the card. We all like Harden. Westbrook, of course, is still a thing as well. On the other side, I think it's an interesting little game stack if you like Beal to go, you know, to do things. Ruby's been fine. Uh, I like Thomas Bryant. I think he's still a little priced down, and I, you know, he can hit a three, which is nice. I love big man to bank threes as well. Uh, as far as a little mini game stack, I'm playing. I have a Harden. Uh, I believe Harden, Beal, and Bryant working for me. I don't mind Westbrook, but he's probably not going to make my main lineup. Uh, talk about the Wizards there, Kyle. Yeah, Bill is probably my favorite play on the slate. Um, he's underpriced. His, his price has come down so far this year. The one thing that, st- that stood out to me is he has a true shooting percentage of 39%. This year, last year, it was at 59%. So that's another guy who uh, you know is bound to improve. Um, his assists are up. He's averaging over seven assists per game. He's doing pretty much everything for this team, and he's going to be in the fastest pace game or fastest uptick in pace on the entire slate as Houston's playing at the fastest pace on the slate. So I think it's a really good spot for Beal, and I think he's going pretty overlooked. Uh, Kirk, do you have a thought here? I about Bradley Beal. You're just talking in the chat about Black right now. You're just tilting. I mean, I'm 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 I'm, already, I'm going to the encore right now. I can't. I got I got to get my Mid money show, back. That's it. You're going to walk off. I got to get I got to get my money back. Uh, Eric <laughs> one Gordon, more time though. One more time, with Martin Gale, You would have got it all back. You would have been like one for ten and, and broke even. Uh, I got clean. I'm talking big. I was fired. Um, it was just so bad. Uh, Eric Gordon, 3,900 seems awfully tempting in this matchup. Uh, he's a, could be a little dusty himself, but uh, I'll take a, take a stab there. Uh, Clint Capella, you know, yeah, it makes sense that the rebounding would, would be down, but this is still a good spot against Washington. Like, so uh, I, I mean, I like all these guys. This, if this game stays competitive, then uh, this thing could blow up too. Like there's there's good plays everywhere. Uh, talk to me about uh, Hachimura. Yeah, I don't watch college basketball, so he's a new person for me. But like everything I've seen, Gonzaga. Him, oh, okay. I yeah, for, I think he played for Gonzaga and then uh, for a little bit. But yeah, he's getting decent run. He's getting decent usage. He's playing a fair amount of minutes, and I think his minutes are pretty secure as well too. There's no reason not to play him. So, uh, and the price it doesn't seem like it's fully adjusted. It's funny you're you're asking me about uh, Ruby, and I was thinking about just. Did you guys see the Bradley Beal uh, dressing up as Joker? Did Captain catch that by chance? Bradley Beal and one. John Wall were at the same party, both dressed up as Joker. Two different versions of the Joker. <laughs> yes. Jared Leto version for Beal, I believe. This doesn't mean anything. Also, <laughs> an independent party, nothing to do with this one. What's the narrative? Where's the narrative there? Give me a narrative. I'll play it. It's a Joker stack because Cat also dressed up as the Joker. Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. It's all, don't play John Wall though. That, that's too. That's too contrarian. I would. I would not play him, despite the fact he additionally dressed up as the Joker. Um, we should move on. We got three games left. Two really, really interesting ones. One not so much. At least that's my perspective. Uh, Charlotte, Sacramento. Two twenty-three is the total. One fifteen is the total as far as the Sacramento team total. They're favored by seven here, Kyle. We talked to kind of tease at the top of the show and. We love Sacramento. Uh, 
Yeah, especially like on, on DK and a fantasy draft, like the price on Bogdanovich is too cheap. The price is too cheap on Buddy Heald. Uh, I love the idea of playing one of the two centers as far as either Deadman or, or Holmes. If you look at the old, the court IQ, they played 47 minutes and change last game, just kind of jumping in and out for the others. Uh, end of the first quarter, be elites for like 40 seconds or so or something like that. But they're both very volatile players. They're both super handsy. So I think one of them's going to have a big night and one of them's going to have like a whatever night. But we're playing for tournaments. We want to meet at the top. So I think one of those guys kind of crushes the other one, maybe not so much. And also maybe one of the it's kind of keep to themselves and have an average night and each play 23 minutes. I suppose that's possible, but they'll be fine. Against Charlotte, a team that does a terrible job on the inside. Uh, Kyle, power rank, uh, you know, our interest as far as the Sacramento guys, because I feel like we like a lot of Kings. Yeah, uh, number one for me is Bielitsa. He's just at a, at a good position for me. Uh, he's power forward. He's, he's a little more secure than Holmes. He probably doesn't have necessarily the upside that we saw from last game. But he had a big game last game too. But his minutes, you got to think he's in there for at least 30 minutes. So I love Bielitsa. Uh, Fox is a high upside guy in this spot, but I think there's just too many other point guards I like. Buddy Heald's super cheap. So it would probably be Bielitsa, two, or Bielitsa 1, Heald 2, um, Fox 3 for me. Uh, Kirk Keys? I'm loving Fox tonight. So, man, Luke Walton has already, you know, put his fingerprint all over this team and screwed them up royally. Um, basically, they need to just push the pace, right? This is what they did last season. They've got guys that can do it, and it starts with Fox. Fox needs to be aggressive and push the pace. Now, he's had some games where he's been in foul trouble. Um, he got dicked up in one. Um, but, like, this is a this is finally like a a, a matchup against a team where they're, they're going to be able to run and against teams that are poor defenders. So I'm looking for Fox to be extremely aggressive in this spot and to like have one of those high you know Darren Fox type games as long if he stays out of foul trouble. Um, I think he's a lock on Yahoo where he's priced at 28. Um, I like him even at DK at 7800. I think he's going to be lower owned because of all the competition. Um, I do like Buddy Heald. Um, like you guys, I think Bogdan is way too cheap, so I like that. Um, I would probably play uh, two out of those three guys at max. But um, And then Rashawn Holmes, right? Like, he just fits better. Dwayne Dedman looks kind of dusty. Um, <laughs> and uh, Holmes, you know, and Walton was quoted about Holmes bringing the energy, and that's where the minutes are going to go, where the energy. So I expect him to to get the, the more minutes tonight in this one. And uh, it's a good matchup all around. So this is just a classic get right spot. So I have a lot of interest in all these guys. Uh, Charlotte, Bueller, any Hornets? Uh, Devontae Graham on Yahoo is way too cheap. He's 13 bucks over there. Um, Cody Zeller on, on DraftKings and FanDuel. That's it for me. Yeah. Zeller has been good. Uh, we'll give him that at least from a fantasy perspective. Uh, two more games. We got a bunch of questions loaded up in my chat as well, too. Let's knock out the questions and then knock out those two games. We're gonna do this quick. Uh, Kirk Deese, you bat first. Uh, you know, you bat second. Kyle, we'll kind of go back and forth. Uh, some questions. Hopefully, these are racking up on the old YouTube. Feel free to like and subscribe. Much appreciate that. Staying on the King steam, Kirk Deese. Uh, better King, Heald or Bogdanovich? Obviously, factor in price. Site. It does not fantasy see. has to be fantasy draft, right? Because that's what we're doing the show on. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, oh, I mean, obviously the the better point per dollar play is Bogdanovich, but you know he struggled so far. So I mean, I, I think a Buddy eruption is is probably more in the cards tonight. So I would go with the upside for Buddy. Although I think the safer, you know, point per dollar play would be Bogdanovich. We're supposed to fly through these questions. There's a bunch of questions coming up. I'm, I'm not a fly through type of guy. All right. <laughs> well, I, I need you like, you know, you listen to a podcast at one and a half speed. I can, I can listen to you at one and a half speed and I wouldn't like be thrown off at all. Like certain people are probably, you, you would be, but uh, <laughs> you need man going on here to be like, <laughs> um. uh, Kyle Magruder or Harquist. Okay. Magruder expected back tonight, but coach even talked about his minutes will probably be subdued. Uh, I don't think you can play McGruder because he probably plays no more than 20 minutes. Yeah, I agree with you, Harkless, for me. Kemba or Brogdon? Brogdon. All right. We're <laughs> Kirk Deese, batting out of order. <laughs> um, um, uh, and you, uh, Brogdon. Right. I, I, it's tough for me to do that, though. It, Kemba's my boy. You know? Is there a chalk you're fading tonight, Kirk Deese? <sighs> no. I don't know. Kyle? You got to remind me. You got to remind me on who the chalk is. Well, we have the we have the tools here on the RG. Uh, yeah, know. but I didn't have it pulled up. So, oh, well, you got it. You know, I'm on a laptop, Dean. <laughs> Do you not have pages available? 
<laughs> I, it's tough. That's tough. I can't, I'm like squinting over here. Uh, Kyle, you have any uh, chalk plays you're probably fading or potentially fading? Uh, well, since Milikina is not chalk anymore, I guess one would be um, uh, Sarich. He looks to be chalk. He's actually projected to have the highest ownership on FanDuel. I probably won't have any Sarich. We'll talk about him in a second. I think he's kind of interesting because his last time out, he got like hit with uh, foul trouble. So like, yeah. it would kind of derailed in the first half. Uh, okay, so Kyle, a few more questions before we you know, talk about these two games in a second. Uh, Bertans or Brogdon? I don't know how to compare those two. But, I, mean, I think Bertans is a really good value play, but that is really hard to compare. They're so different. And like, um, I guess I would say Bertans because I like guys at Brogdon's position better at that price. So I'll take Bertans for the, for the savings. Kirk D's Harden versus Westbrook. Oh, Harden. Um, I, I would fade. I would be apt. I played Westbrook the other night, but I would be apt to to fade him tonight. Even though the price is nice, uh, Harden would be my pick tonight. Forgot him of the body parts. My bad. But WCS expected back tonight for Golden State. Any interest, Kyle? No, I don't. I think they'll probably ease him in, and they have a lot of options that they can roll out. So I'm not touching any of, any of the center. You, you know, you know what tonight there. is? Tonight's Marquise Chris night. Oh, oh revenge! It just no, it just just has to has to happen after everyone got burned last late. He didn't make no sense. Makes game, no sense because Willie Cauley Stein is back. <laughs> uh, Bonga or Bertans? We prefer Bertans, right? Yep. Uh, Rui, any Rui love there, Kirkies? Uh yeah, mild. Okay, wouldn't say uh, wouldn't call it, wouldn't call it love like. Lust. Like, like, uh, not lust. You know, it's like. only one night. You only did it for one night. You don't have to marry him or anything. Uh, Whiteside or Bryant? So who do you have for Kyle? Um, I'll take Whiteside. Do we care that Ellington's starting? He's the bare minimum. Turkeys? No, I could care less about Wayne Ellington. Bertans versus House. Kyle? Bertans. All right. Uh, All right, that's our question segment. Let's go on and finish the show. Well, I mean, we have the Clippers and the Jazz. 215 is the total here. The Jazz, uh, you know, are five-point favorites. Not a big total, obviously. It's so weird, Kyle, because, like, Kyle, Kawhi is out. I figure all his usage to go around. And I'm not enthused about anybody in the Clippers. Like, there's lineup fillers, I suppose. But this whole game is just sort of whatever to me. And I guess suppose Kirk East is going to say Conley's dust in a second because he's been terrible, too. He's super cheap. But- I actually – I'm I'm intrigued to play Conley tonight. All right, we we got to make this quick, unfortunately. But you know, uh, uh, Curtis, uh, you, will you give me your thoughts this game, and then Kyle, you take it away. Uh, I think the two play, uh, Mo Harkless and uh, the sneakier one is going to be Jamichael Green. Um, I think both of those guys uh, see a nice uptick. I think Lou Williams is obviously going to pick up a ton of usage, and he's going to correlate very well with Montrezl, who will get crushed um, on the <laughs> defensive end by Gobert, but does have a speed advantage at least on the offense. So. And they're going to need him out there. So I think you know, a lot of people may shy away from playing him, but I, I do still like him. Kyle? Yeah, I like Harrell a lot. I'm surprised. Like, looking at our projections, I'm surprised he's that high. I was kind of counting on him being lower owned. Um, but I like Harrell a lot at that price. He's going to play a ton of minutes. I think he'll get a usage uptick. Um, Lou Will, I think you kind of nailed it. I think Jermichael Green's the guy that I have more interested in than Harkless. He's just more of an offensive weapon, in my opinion. Um Shamit is a guy who might get some more shots up, but that's kind of pushing it for me. So that's kind of all the interest I have for the Clippers. Um, on the Jazz side, it's always Donovan Mitchell, and it's always Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is just way too cheap for what he's doing for this team. Uh, the hammer, that is Phoenix, Golden State, 229 is the total. Golden State's a five-point favorite. It's high and it's tight. We've, got, we've yet to see Golden State play a competitive game, so you've not really seen Curry play 36, 37, 38 minutes just yet. Tonight may be the night for that. Really interesting hammer, unfortunately. We'll talk about it more, of course, on crunch time. Andy will talk about it plenty if you guys are free members. Uh, Kirk D, summarize this game for me. Yeah, it's Booker and it's Kelly Oubre. Um, and this is their their squad. Um, Aaron Baines is playing uh, phenomenal, but uh, I don't think you need to play him. Um, Curry flashed his upside in, not in what was a game that got away where he could have absolutely just completely smashed. So um, if he gets one of those competitive closer games, and Phoenix are – you know, is playing a lot better this season, at least to start. So if this game does stay close, and I think it will, then uh, Curry could could go toe-to-toe with a lot of these other studs for a cheaper price. Kyle? Yeah, uh, for the Warriors, Draymond's a really good play, I think, again. The only issue with him is there's so many uh, good value plays at power forward today, but Draymond Green's a really good play. Uh, Steph's obviously one of the top plays on the slate. He's too, too cheap. Devin Booker is Probably my second favorite play behind Beal. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the majority of my lineups have Beal and Booker at the shooting guard position. I think they're amazing plays. 
Ubre is a guy who and we've talked about this for a few guys, but sticker shock. People aren't used to play, paying six nine on Fandover Ubre and uh, six two on DraftKings for him. So I think he's going to be low owned, and there's no reason that he should be just based on price. Um, Sarich, I really like him, but if he's going to be super chalky, I think I'll just pivot to Kaminsky or or even Baines. You like Sarich more than Bielitsa, or I'm sorry for Bielitsa as a pivot? Are they basically the same uh, ownership right now. Uh, it looks like for on Fandle anyway, Sarich is um, much more highly owned or i mean i guess not yeah 36 to 19 right now for bielitsa so uh bielitsa is on the lower end so i prefer bielitsa by a, a lot even raw points wise so I, I at that ownership i won't have any sarge we gotta step aside and get out of here give me a hot take uh, kirk Tees, as far as a slate before we go oh man i don't have kyle give him a hot take uh booker and curry both go for 40 and bradley beal goes for 45 I got a hot take. Kirk Dees is going to win at uh, Baccarat. How about that? There you go. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> that is a hot take. Stay tuned for crunch time. He's Kyle. He's Kirk Dees. I'm Dean. One of these days, we're going to have a six-game slate, and it'll be a much more fun conversation. Enjoy your basketball tonight. We're out of here. Holler. Holler.